Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, before this show starts, just want to let you know that over on Red Men Plus, our subscription service, we've got tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form as well. You love podcasts, we love making podcasts. Go and check it all out. That's redmenplus.com. Sign up for as little as £5 a month. You will not regret it. Now, enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. Welcome to the build-up show. Liverpool's Premier League campaign is about to get back underway for the new season. I'm Paul Machen, Andy Bell, Dan Club, join me for this one. And I want to take this moment, first and foremost, to welcome everyone on Twitter. If you want to watch this full show, and head over to the YouTube channel, or you can get it in your podcast naps and whatever after the fact. Um, but it was it was put to us that we've taken uncensored out of it. Is it now I mean it's the censored build-up show? No, I just, I, 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 literally, the agenda title is still the Umbu agenda. I've been calling it the build-up show in my head for about three years now, and then we finally changed the graphics. Because I want people to think it was off-putting, you know. But, yeah. But we can still say shit. It's fine. <laughs> um, and we will do, I'm certain of it. Because um, we're going to be talking about... Uh, no, I'm actually I'm not <laughs> going to be going don't, down that route. Do that. I'm not, not going to make a rock me back too early just yet. Um, right, Dan. Um, the big 50p's won. Mm-hmm. Um, the real stuff starts here. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Oh, yeah, I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing now. I was saying to Andy on the way up, I was like, last season was really draining. We spoke about it numerous times during the season, let alone after the fact. But last season really took it out of me and probably a lot of other Liverpool fans. So the break was a welcome one. Charity Shield last week, Community Shield, great, nice to get it in the bag, made up we won, but this is it now. This week I've been buzzing, and yeah, I just can't wait to get going. I think just the, the Community Shield just was a, a nice appetite wetter, really, wasn't it? And it could have had the complete opposite impact. And speaking to Steve McInerney from Steve Company this week, he's saying like City fans are all in meltdown off the back of it, which is great to hear. Makes me even more happy and, and excited for the season. But that's it. I, it. It's all been a bit too short. It was absolutely exhausting at times last season, but it's back now. Yeah, I think with the Community Shield, it's a little bit of a weird one. And obviously, I massively subscribe to the Charity Shield rules of if you win it, it's brilliant, it's a trophy, it counts. And if you don't, it doesn't matter at all. But I think that was kind of a a unique game in many ways. First of all, because it's Liverpool, Man City, and it's, in my opinion, the two best teams in the world. But also, you know, say, I think a couple of years ago, we lost to Arsenal. I think it was in the COVID season. And it was a a little bit like, okay, well, it's disappointing. It would be nice to get it. But we always knew Arsenal weren't going to challenge us that season. You know, if we if it was any other team, we knew they're not going to challenge us next season, so it wouldn't have mattered as much. Yep. Because we've got one over in Man City, you know, two full teams out there, I think that matters, and I think it'll get in their head, and certainly Pep's head, a little bit. And I think it's it's almost like, I think uh, I think I heard somebody use the analogy, we've won the toss, yeah. you know, before we go <laughs> yeah. out. It's no points, there's no, it's not worth any points, but just mentally... Just to get that one over on them, I think really is really good. I'm really, really excited for the new season. Like I'm always like a kid at Christmas. I know that's a cliche, but I always am. And I'll remember back to getting like far too excited over pretty dreadful Liverpool teams going into the first days of the season. Yeah. Like right. I was convinced Roy Hodgson was the one when David and God put us one 0 <laughs> up against Arsenal. I remember uh, Luis Suarez scored the first goal of the three PMs one Saturday, and I completely unironically ran to my dad and told him we were top of the league and got really excited about yeah. it. And you know. It, it, as a football fan you, you want that excitement and you want to dream big and there's no fun and realism whatsoever but now we've actually got a team that we can actually get excited mm-hmm. about and we're correct to get excited about and you know can go and the depth of the squad 
that we have, we can compete North France again. This is this is it, isn't it? This is the time for optimism. Everyone's optimistic about this time of the season. If you know, like, there's fans of football clubs who are who are going to be nailed on in relegation fights this year, Dan, and they're buzzing for this season. Yeah. And, and and we should be too. And you know, everything else gets part. It's a shame almost that you know we've got a month more of sort of like probably pointless transfer speculation to follow. But it kind of is. It kind of is what it is. Liverpool have done the business. They've got what they've got. If anything else happens, it happens. But I, I'm just feeling just feeling good about it. And I, you know, I think again the Charity Shield helped in a big way. Nunes getting getting underway. Carvalho having a hand in all that as well. Yeah. There's just no reason not to be optimistic because you know you can have the Mane debate till the, till the cows come home. He's gone. Liverpool have replaced him. Liverpool replaced him before he left. Yes. To be perfectly honest with Diaz, um, there's no way Liverpool don't have another. It's it's far more likely to have another excellent season than anything else. One hundred percent, yeah, and I certainly hope that's the case. Obviously, but there's no there's no reason to be, you know, pessimistic whatsoever about this upcoming season from a Liverpool perspective. But every team up and down the land will have hopes and dreams for this season because that's how a football season should start. And if it doesn't, then there's something wrong with you inherently as a football fan. Um, I think for us, the Charity Shield last week was a little like an appetizer, like you said earlier. And it did feel slightly significant in the fact that there was a little bit of, oh, Manny's gone, how are we going to cope? But that's all pretty much been put to bed. With one game of football against our arch rivals, essentially, right now, we've put all that to bed now. Yeah. We can just look forward with optimism about what's to come. And if it means challenging all four again, then strap yourselves in because it's going to be another one of them seasons. But... Yeah, I think everything does just look ripe to go again and hopefully City are in a little bit of turmoil as well. Yeah, fingers crossed for that one. Um, we'll talk more about Liverpool and their options and what they're likely to do uh, later on in the show, but let's talk a bit about Fulham. Uh, Marco Silva, back on May... Oh, we'll probably be back on May 7 when we play the next time, but, you know, uh, as well, well known on May... Well known on May's time as Everton manager. Um, uh, they, they pissed the championship, but I mean, it doesn't quite show because of how, how it all kind of ended, but it was... It was you know, Bournemouth had a good season as well, of course. He's got 106 goals last season, which is insane. And that's going to be the, the the interesting thing for them. Because last season you'd be going, well, they've got everything you need to come up and, uh, uh, and continue to fight. We've taken Carvalho off them. They opted not to keep Nico Williams. It was a real benefit for them in the back end of the season. I don't really know how to rate them, but the I guess the, the Mitrovic thing is going to be telling for this. What do we reckon? How are you feeling about Fulham? It's difficult because I think Fulham are maybe slightly unfairly thrown into that bracket. Well, not unfairly because the stats don't lie. You know, they come up every season and go back down. And the mm. same with Norwich. And mm. actually, how do we look this morning? The last time Fulham and Norwich played each other was 2018, which is mad. You know? <laughs> Crossing so, on the stairs. Literally, like, yeah, yeah, like hand over, the, uh, hand over the keys to the taxi man for the night shift. Literally like that. <laughs> but this is actually the first time they've, they've come up having won the league. The last two times they came up, they were in the playoffs. I was under the impression that Scott Parker played like a really exciting brand of football, but then I, I sort of read up on it. Apparently it was really dull and insipid and really bad. Whereas Marco Silva actually is coming up, and as you can see with the goal scored last season, um, playing a really, really exciting brand of football, 4-3-3, attacking, playing out from the back. Um, and that 106 goals was, was 32 more than any other team in the championship last mm. year, which is wild. That's a third of the goals. Yeah. You know, that's a crazy, crazy statistic. And with Mitrovic, possibly unfairly Put, put into the bracket of the likes of Dwight Gale and David Nugent who too good for the championship but not good enough for the premiership and I think because he's been around the English game for so long people forget he's only 27 yeah. mm -hmm. you know the first time he came up with Fulham he scored. He, he got double figures scored 11 goals Scott Parker didn't fancy him last time um, but he absolutely smashed that championship record for a number of goals scored so he's gonna he's that type of player can occupy defences my only concern for them is obviously the loss of Carvalho. Um, there was only two other players that, that uh, broke double figures in goals last season. One was Carvalho and one was Harry Wilson, who's injured for this game, I believe. Yep. So I'll worry about where the other goals are going to come from. If people recognise Mitrovic as that threat, you know, can you just sort of deal with him and then everything else falls into place? It's interesting. I got his goal scoring record up for his career, Dan. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, 125 championship appearances, 85 goals and 16 assists. In the Premier League, that was 104 appearances and just 24 goals. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's going to be the challenge this season. That's what you never know because is he in that bracket of, you know, countless, is he the next Cameron Jerome? Is he, or, is he the, or is he actually ready now at 27 in the prime of his career to carry on? Why I'm concerned about him is that you always find, I think anyway, and this might just be like kind of like this confirmation bias somewhere on the line that's asserted this for me. When strikers are 
red hot in the championship they tend to carry that into the first few games of the Premier League as well mm -hmm. before that like look or magic wears off a bit yeah, and then yeah. they start to toil exactly yeah. exactly you know Clive Mendonca yeah. from back in the day was exactly like this you know and he's probably the reason why I still think it but you <laughs> that's where we need to be a little bit wary here he hasn't yeah. quite you know he, he He's got an opportunity to hit the ground running against Liverpool. Oh, of course he has, and there's no better stage for him to do it as well. At home against a side like Liverpool coming to town, like it's, it's all there for him. The problem is he has had genuine issues coming up to the Premier League previously. You've just outlined the stats there, and they're not just like the numbers. His performances have been way off it as well. He has been a cut above the rest in the Championship and way below it in the Premier League so far. So it doesn't necessarily concern me, and I think... The key point around that is is the players that he's lost around him. Like we mentioned Nico Williams, we mentioned Fabio Carvalho and Harry Wilson out there. Three big losses to what he did, particularly in the back half of last season. So from our perspective, he doesn't really worry me. Particularly when you factor in that he has struggled in the Premier League and he's also starting with what is essentially the end boss of centre-halves in terms of Virgil <laughs> van Dijk. Yeah. Like, it couldn't be any harder. He may well score goals this time around in the Premier League. That might well be coming of age season for him, sure. even though it probably should have happened before now, if we're going to be honest. I just don't see it being this weekend. There's always a little bit of concern coming up against any Premier League striker, especially one that scored 40-odd goals in a season. But doesn't worry me. 43 and 43. Scary. Well, ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. Genuinely and a really good record for Serbia as well in the international stage, yes. playing against teams that are probably Premier League quality. So you can do it against that, that level of team. Let's have a look at uh, Fulham's injuries there. And you both mentioned it several times and this will tie into something that we're about to do in, in a minute. But um, yeah, Joe Bryan, apparently, uh, potential return to the 13th of the 8th. Uh, Nathaniel Chalabar, currently being assessed 50-50 chance. And Harry Wilson, no return date given at the moment. The, the most recent quote was on the 31st July saying let's see how things go but it doesn't look like good news in that situation so for our medical staff to give more information let's hope it will not be so serious but it doesn't look good really so Harry Wilson almost certainly uh, will definitely well, in fact, will definitely miss the game at the weekend which is a blow for us because obviously we've got a we've got a soft spot for Harry and moreover because I picked him in my team <laughs> uh, for something we're about to cover uh, we have got a brand new season and we've got a brand new sponsor uh, Betmates are with us throughout all the Premier League games this season uh, really really fun uh, game that you can get involved in you can download the app uh, and it combines a lot of like picking picking a weekly fantasy football team the, the interesting twist on this is that you only pick you pick the games you enter the pot and you're only picking from one game so there's a you, you're basically picking for your five-a-side team or, you, or your team sorry your team that you're picking you can pick all, all but one in the starting eleven can be Liverpool players and then it's about basically your knowledge beyond that um so the uh, yeah what my the, where, what and where I've gone wrong I'm just going to admit this straight out the bat is I have put uh, Harry Wilson in my team now the beauty of this is you can make changes up until five minutes before the game kicks off so I've got a little bit of breathing room on this so I will be taking Harry Wilson out of my team but yeah um, I have gone uh, for uh, for Allison Trent uh, Robertson uh, Thiago Harry Wilson. Uh, Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino in my team uh, you get extra bonus points for Salah uh, uh, being the captain and for the vice captaincy well, it's like 1.5 will be for Trent but we'll do a little bit more on that in the, uh, a little bit later on in the show I want to just highlight we had a practice go last week uh, Chris is currently on holiday Stay is currently running around trying to sort all manner of uh, back of house problems uh, where we, because we're updating our payment profile system on the back of the website so he is currently running around doing all of that uh, but I believe we've got the league table um, so yes we had a little practice go just to get a feel for things and yes as you can see there in 7th place on the uh, Charity Shield pot was Redmen Paul um, pulling in 52 points taking out I, I took home a massive 9 quid for that Payjack finished point, point 0.5 Half a point basically below me. Um, so that means he's obviously significantly worse than I am. And just want to assess. Tom asked me the question. It's like, um, has Steve got a different name on that? Oh, no. Steve has Steve has got his name on that. You will find Steve. You just won't find him near the top scroll of the table. <laughs> you will have to significantly scroll down there to find uh, how Steve got on. Uh, right, we're going to be picking. Um, the lads are going to be picking their team for this week a little bit later on um, in the show. Before we crack on with it, though, Betmates have been very good. Uh, they've put up a Liverpool shirt as a competition. We've been running that on Twitter um, all week. So yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to announce the winner any second now. Uh, so let's find out who has in fact won the Liverpool shirt. Can we have a drum roll, please. Ooh. 
Hey, it is Neil Evans. Congratulations, Neil. Uh, we'll be getting in touch uh, and sending out that Liverpool shirt to you. Brilliant. Well done. Well done indeed. Uh, and yeah, as mentioned, of course, you can get it. If you want to get on with it now, the link will be in the description underneath, but we'll give you a little bit more details and we'll go through the selection process later on uh, before we pick the our, our 11s as well for what we think the game is going to be. Right. Um, injuries. It's a significant list, Dan. Mm. Um, obviously, Jürgen's going to be doing his press conference Friday at 11, apparently. There's a lot of hope that Alisson should be back. That was what was being told ahead of the Charity Shield. Mm -hmm. He'd been in training, which I think, you know, we did the build-up show for that, and then we found out there was a photo of him training. We were like, oh, that means he's, he's back in. He obviously wasn't. They're obviously being careful with him. Jota's likely to be, at least for the rest of the month, you'd suspect before he's close to even being match, match fit. Simicast is a doubt. Ox is definitely going to be out. Still no word on Calvin Ramsey. So Kurt Jones looks like he's going to be out for this one. And there's obviously concerns over Kanate. Hopefully Kato will be back in. I mean, Allison's the is the, is a big one here, isn't he? I thought Adrian, yeah. I thought Adrian performed admirably mm. in 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 the Community Shield. To be honest, so if we had to start him, it'll be what it'll be. It's just, I just I don't know whether you take it. I just don't think we can afford to take any risks on Alice's my concern here because you can cope. I think we can cope with Adrian with another game, but if you put Allison in and he's not right mm. and then you're losing for a month, I'd rather one more Adrian game than a month of Adrian games. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll bite your hand off right now, but um. I, I feel, this might be my positive demeanour, I feel like Alisson would have been a risk last week for the Charity Shield, yeah. and that risk is all gone now. That's the, that's the kind of message I got from Klopp on that, that's the kind of feeling I got from what he was saying. Again, that might be wishful thinking, um, but yeah, you are right. If there is any doubt whatsoever around Alisson, you leave him out of this, because you probably can just about get away with another... You'd rather it was Kelleher, quite clearly, but he's obviously not ready either. Um, so, yeah, I do think this will be a game to not take risks for. For any of those aforementioned people, like you say, some of them are completely not involved. Jota, Oxlade-Chamberlain, unfortunately. Naby Keita's another one. Wasn't involved in that Strasbourg game, was he, when he perhaps could have been, and Curtis Jones the same. So, any risk, you just don't you just don't go for it because it's such a long season and there's so many challenges ahead. You, you can't afford... I mean... A couple of the year we won the league, we had Allison in gold, didn't we, for the Norwich game? And yep. he gets injured and we miss him for a month. We don't want a repeat of that, essentially. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And I look at, you know, I think people have got, um, people have uh, made their opinion of, of Adrian, and it's fair. I think we know what he is as a goalkeeper at this point, don't we, Andy? He, he, but he's just, he's a, he's a more than capable pair of hands to come in as a third choice goalie. If we have to do it, fine. Hopefully it's a, hopefully it's just a non it's a non conversation because if Allison's fit then look he's just going to come in and go back to the business of being the best goalie in the world. Yeah, and Allison and Kelleher both quietly miss quite a chunk of some seasons. To be honest, mm. I don't think there's been a season Allison's been here yet where he hasn't missed you know five or six games at least in a row at some point. And I think that's why Liverpool place so much emphasis on the third choice keeper because if you go back to the last year when we were really actually struggling to. Uh, um, what's the word? Fill the homegrown quota of the players, and we thought we'd have to sell like a Rigi or Minamino or somebody just or, or get you know another homegrown player in. We actually gave Adrian a new contract who, as a third choice keeper. He was going to take up a new spot. Now yeah. there was a lot of you know very, there was a, a very fair argument to say shift him on, we'll be fine, um, and 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 fill a, and you know leave a spot for a homegrown player. So I think it's it's clear that the impact he's a big personality he has around yeah. the dressing room as well, and all the players seem to like him. That said. I think you're right. He was he was respectable in the in the charity shield, but there were a couple of times when you watch it back where he's pumped the ball up the field or pumped the ball into touch when there's maybe a pass just into Fabinho and Virgil and Matip were getting quite wound up. But by the, him. the problem I, he's got is that it's it is a pass because we used to play it at Allison and we used to see that Allison can make those yeah. passes, whereas the vast 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 majority of goals exactly yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it does skew our perspective on him to some extent. That's not to say I'm not giving a, a, a free pass or anything here because it's not just that his kicking's not great; is that he just he, he makes poor decisions. I think with his kicking sometimes, I've got no problem. He boots it, boots it into touch. If you, I'd rather yeah. kick it into touch than kick it straight to someone in a oh, dangerous position, yeah. which mm. we've seen in the past certainly. Uh, we've had a few super chats actually. I'm trying to get through before. Before we go into some of the other big decisions around things. Um, Josh Green um, in the comments here with £5. Thank you, Josh. Saying Jones out for up to four weeks, Ox out for a few months. Yeah. Do we now need to consider signing a new midfielder, especially with Cater's injury record? I mean, the problem we've got is that the, the, this, this Liverpool need a new midfielder thing is literally the only conversation that's left about mm -hmm. the squad. And in terms of, generally speaking, in terms of bodies, Liverpool don't. 
we had this time last year we had this exact conversation and the exact and it was the same thing it was Milner's getting on it was as people saying Thiago's injury record and people were talking still about Cater's injury record and then a, a few bits and pieces Harvey Elliott started the season looked yeah. really good then he got injured and we did have a we were a little short at times in, in midfield but I don't know. I, I don't think Liverpool will ever change their transfer strategy because some lad some lads get injured unless they get wiped out completely. I, I think the plan's the plan. I don't think anything's going to change no. that plan. Well, at this we, point. we nearly did it when we got wiped out completely. It took long enough in that January, didn't it? It took the Joel Matip injury yeah. to finally. But even then, it. our solution to the problem was, was very low key, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think the midfield conversation that somebody's essentially started up there is a fair one. I mm-hmm. generally do. I think it has validity. I think it's a fair point. I agree. I don't think we will do anything. I don't think these injuries are going to change it. But if we did turn around and say, listen, we're one too many injuries over our threshold, if you like, with the Oxley chamberlain one, because that's months, isn't it, like you said, as opposed to weeks. There is an argument to say that we do need to go and do something now, but I don't see it happening. No, I think as well, as you very correctly mentioned, Liverpool's transfer strategy there, Liverpool aren't going to change that. And there's always going to be shortcomings somewhere in the squad. Not shortcomings, but somewhere we had to make a little bit of a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you know, for years it was in the front three. We were relying on keeping the front three fit mm-hmm. all the time. You know, this year it's going to be in midfield. But you actually look at some of the options we have there. We're not shortening options. It's just a case of whether these options, you know, if a player's out for six weeks, can is Curtis Jones at the level where he can come in and six wins straight away like yeah. the rest of them do? I think he is, but there'll there just be some trade-offs in that midfield. And in terms of how we play as much as, you know, personnel, I think mm-hmm. when, you know, when Curtis Jones plays, he's got like a little bit of stick recently, but I think, you know, at times he, he does that sort of genie safe role quite well. And I actually think he links up very well with Robertson on that left-hand mm-hmm. side, for instance. So, you know, there's certain things like that and that'll be changed around. And I think we've got enough bodies in there. We know Klopp trusts Elliot. He played him three yeah. to four games last season before he was injured. Carvalho played a little bit in midfield and I can see him playing more centrally certainly than on the wings he doesn't really have that searing pace that we're used to from Liverpool wingers so there's options there and I think he'll trust some of those younger options more than maybe some supporters do that's it Cavalli's a bit of an X factor in this and and Mm -hmm. Harvey Elliott as well we don't quite know just how much they're going to be trusted to play in midfield for Liverpool but I would just look at it and say and people can a lot of it boils down to his personal opinion on the individual footballers as much Mm -hmm. as anything else because no one there's not a single human being on earth who could argue against that Jude Bellingham would 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 get in Liverpool's team, would play games, and would be it would help improve Liverpool's squad and sit almost certainly eleven, but certainly without a shadow of a doubt the squad. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it even now, let's say let's say presumably Cater's fit for the for the weekend. There's still there's still best choice midfield three, still doesn't have him in it. So it's still Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. Cater's yeah. still fourth choice in that. Elliot's probably fifth choice. Then you're looking at at the moment you still then Milner and potentially Carvalho are options to come in there and then Bajetic would probably be underneath mm-hmm. underneath that and then when Jones and Ox are fit they they get they boost up the pecking order a little bit further. It's again it's it's like it's probably like saying I bought the Ferrari I could just really do with I don't know is the leather of the seats supple enough you know what I mean could I have gotten a different type of leather for the for yeah. the seats it's not everything else is pretty good. Mm. I could probably live with subscriptions probably. going well, aren't they? In that Ferrari. So we got um, uh, Beth McCart um, with the two fans super chat saying, "So excited for the season and watch alongs. Let's go!" Yeah, it's me and Steve in the studio for the watch along on Saturday with Chris on Aldi uh, and YWA nineteen eighty eight. Is our Redmen TV doing a FPL league? I believe we are. If you were in it last year, it should be it should be renewed. Uh, and if not, I think Ross will probably put the, the details out on on Twitter or whatever. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for all that. Uh, right. Um, we mentioned them there, uh, Andy Harvey, Harvey Elliott, Carvalho. They're both going to be, I, I think, giving their all uh, beyond the norm, I think, in training this week to get an opportunity to play against the former team. I don't see that we're necessarily going to unleash, I don't think we'll unleash both of them. But, I mean, the first game of the season, Oxide Chamberlain starts in midfield away at Norwich and Harvey comes into the game. Yeah. The second game of the season, Harvey starts and then he plays and then the game after that. This could be this could be well worth an opportunity to see, just to mix things up a little bit and maybe drop Elliot into midfield. 
potentially? It's entirely possible. And I, I've um, obviously started to read Pep Landry's book. And by the way, I'm going to reference that on every single show. <laughs> I'm only two chapters in, but luckily one of those was actually the Norwich game, which he referenced there. And he talks about the fact that he um, he had a conversation with Klopp before that game and basically said he wanted to favour the guys who were in pre-season right from the start. Yeah. Now, we know that they've only had, I think, four weeks of pre-season. And I think he mentions that he, he usually likes six. And he thinks that basically if, if the, the powers that be want the quality of football to be at a maximum and, and the, the spectacle, spectacle to be as good as, as it can be with these top teams you know you need that sort of six week pre-season we obviously know we haven't got that but there were some players who were on international duty in that quadruple header in June and maybe came back a little bit later so that may tie into it in terms of the way Fulham actually play I can't see anything other than Henderson starting on that right hand side mm-hmm. of midfield and mm-hmm. um, I think if you look at our probably strongest team the, the three question marks are over who plays next to Van Dijk who plays on the right hand side of midfield and who plays up front yes. at the minute I think that will be Nunes as the season goes on but the way sort of Fulham play, they like to get the ball wide. And I think Henderson's probably our best midfielder at shuttling over and getting back in and sort of blocking off passing lanes there. So I'd be surprised if it isn't Henderson who starts the season. I don't think he... Uh, or Does he play one or two games for England? Or was he injured? I think he might have been injured at the time. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays. So, he um, so, so, you know, he'll, he'll be fit and fire. And he's had the full, well, the full pre-season in, insofar as Liverpool have had one. So I think it'll be it'll be the, the what I see as our best midfield in Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the exciting thing is there's that, there is that opportunity there. And it depends, I think, a lot of it is on what's Klopp's mentality around Fabinho and Henderson. Mm-hmm. And Thiago, actually, because mm-hmm. you, they're not going to play two games a week but we're not playing two games a week at the moment we're playing one game a week for the first for the first month of the season mm-hmm. but there will come a point and we saw this once he was able to do it when we had the numbers at post-AFCON you saw Fabinho and Henderson rotated a little bit more so Henderson will play a few more games this season in the six I think mm-hmm. and it'll give that that gives Fabinho his rest as much as anything else yeah. it's just whether they want to go with that for now and it'll all depend on how they feel Fulham is going to set up because they think if they think the challenge is from minute one we've got to break Fulham down down. Mm. Actually, wouldn't shock me if we went attacking from from minute one. But I think this is a game where we want to get in. We're going to control the ball. You know, you know, we, we just want to be totally. We're going to need to rest control back of the game and shut them down. Then you would go with Henderson. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's the way I see it. To be honest, exactly how you outlined it there. Really, I think. Like Andy says as well, I think Fulham will want to play their natural game from the outset because they've just they just absolutely blitzed the championship. They've obliterated it, so they're not going to want to change their entire style just because they're now in the Premier League. Yeah. They might have to over time because sure. playing the type of football they want to play against Liverpool is really difficult. Let's be honest. So, but I do think for sort of the first half an hour, even an hour maybe, they'll try and play the way they play. Once that eventually or almost definitely fails, then they might have to change straight away in the game. But I do think from the start for us, I think we'd be advised to go with Henderson um, because I think like the energy he offers, the drive he offers us, like you say, the, the ability to get out wide and cut off lanes, which Harvey Elliott hasn't quite got yet. He's got lots of brilliant attributes, but a lot of them come from when we're dominating games and we're on the ball and he can make things happen. That's where he tends to thrive. So Even Thiago doesn't do it as well on the left-hand side sometimes. I mean, there's certain things Thiago does that Henderson can't even come close to in yeah, terms of technical 100%. ability. But in terms of shuffling over and cutting off those sort of half spaces, I think Henderson was brilliant at it against City, whereas Thiago was a little bit later getting in sometimes. Yeah. But then... It's the same mix up front massively. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I actually think in, in the Pep book, he's been talking about Naby Keita as a real substitute yeah. option, like a real weapon so off that. the bench. So I wonder, it's something we've seen anyway. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. always start getting for guards. I wonder if we'll see even more substitute appearances from him because it's obviously something he does well. And we've got five as well. Well, that, yeah. I think that's, that's just what I wanted to segue into, actually. So well done. Perfect. Five nice. subs. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, first real chance to see what we're going to do with this. You know, we've obviously it's been it's been around in the past. We've seen it in European competition, but now that the you know we're getting back to more normality of football again, how is Klopp going to use this? Inevitably, we're waiting on only only use two substitutes. Why did he no, want? Yeah, why did he want five when he's only used that. two in a game? Fucking Gabby Agbonalor is going to be all over <laughs> that. Oh, that genius! Alan Brazil's face is going to be uh, pure purple. Oh, like, I like his name. God, absolutely. But it was, but it is funny because doing the overlap, and I, I think it was the Forest fan on there made mention of like how, how hard it is with five, five subs. Like he said, it as a negative thing, whereas I'm just buzzing for it. I, I think it's a, I think it's great, and what it potentially does for us is for players like Harvey, like Fabio Carvalho, like Curtis Jones, even like then you get into more senior players, but fringe players of Costa Simicas, even Joe Gomez, etc. There's just more minutes in potential for them because what we found is Klopp, you know, he, he, not like he used all of his three subs every week 
because he doesn't want to ever leave himself exposed to having used all your subs and then needing needing yeah. someone needing an extra body in the closing stages of a game. So what you might find is our average number of subs only goes up by one. So maybe we are on average use three substitutes a game now, three point five or something. Yeah. Say yeah. Uh, that still leaves you that fifth sub is this just your break glass in case the worst of the worst happens. But I think hopefully we've got the squad there that Liverpool what it means for us is we can just continue to be relentless for 90 minutes and this makes us more Man City like in that regard of I want to see Liverpool run up some goals this season is what I'm driving at yeah and look in the in two of the last three seasons or two of the last four seasons I think um, Liverpool and Man City have been separated by a point there's no reason why that can't be leveling points next season and, and goal difference will come into it and for a while with about 10 games to go you know we were mm. I think four goals ahead of City and then to beat like Leeds 7-0 and yeah. we're starting to think about that there's no reason why that couldn't come into play I do think that the five sub thing Klopp and, and Pep Landers will see it more as, as a as a rotation and giving players rest and especially in a World Cup year I know we've a couple of players not going and that's going to be great for us and I think it's going to benefit us loads mm-hmm. but I think he's going to see it as more because I remember like the first season when Simicast came in the Covid season you know he would bring Robertson off for five minutes at the end and give Simicast five minutes and for me that's not just you know give, give the new player a little run out and give him the experience I think that was more actually those five minutes are crucial at that level with these five these fine margins to protect those Robertson. little minutes and the, if you can give somebody 10 minutes off or five minutes off here and there that actually makes a massive impact over the course yeah. of a season so I think you're going to see a little bit more of that maybe that'll be more the case as you say when the midweek games start coming thick and fast as they will you know for the first four months of this or for the first month of the season first four games we are I've just got the game at the weekend and we can maybe use it as more of an impact thing and there's going to be fume over that by the way if we bring on five subs and all you know win a game in the last 10 minutes but I think you look at some of the players who can make an impact this weekend certainly Nunes if he doesn't start will come off mm-hmm. the bench he'll have an impact Naby Keita you, you mentioned yeah there was a thing in the, the Liverpool website is dribbling past tired legs can be a big impact for Liverpool and I think Elliot and Carvalho as well as you say will be keen to come on and even if it's two or three nil up up by that point they'll want to come on and make an impact and make their mark and their former club yeah I think too when we when we brought Jota in and you know Liverpool are doing really well in the game and then Jota comes on for Mane and instead of us going oh right, right we're a bit tidy and we're gonna we're gonna just you know shut it down mm. you can just you can either stay in the same gear or you can go up a gear if you want to and that's hopefully and it'll be a little bit more prevalent when Jota's back in certainly yeah. and obviously having having Curtis available will, will help that as well but yeah that's that's what excites me about this is that we've got the potential there to really go the only other thing that I think factors into selection is we've reportedly got a behind closed doors friendly game on Sunday against Villa mm-hmm. which against says to me it'd be very similar to what we saw against Strasbourg at the weekend which ended up being a really weak side but largely because of I think a few senior players not available mm-hmm. but I do I wonder how much of that factors into and how we have to think about our team selection here because he's still pre-season to the point we're still two weeks short of pre-season yeah, yeah. Liverpool are still trying to get all of their lads up Charity Shield was the first like 90 minutes for a lot of pretty much for everyone wasn't it you know who, who got it so um, we might not see drastic rotation in this week and probably even next week because the, the mission is to get the results while still getting everyone's fitness up to full yeah, yeah 100% there's still an element of that and I think it will factor into what we do this weekend and it might even mean that Harvey Elliott is even less likely to start because he played 90 minutes in that Strasbourg game that yeah. you mentioned which might not have been the plan originally I was on the watch along here with Steve on it and we essentially said that when this was arranged it was arranged with far more senior players in mind being yeah. available your Oxley Chamberlain your Curtis Jones of this world and none of them were there yeah. so it meant Harvey Elliott had a really good game actually but it meant he had to do 90 minutes when he probably shouldn't have done yeah. so it's definitely going to play a part in what happens and like you say it might also play a part in what happens in the changes we make even because he might leave like if the game's won let's just say for argument's sake he might leave a couple of lads on the bench that he might have brought on in different circumstances go you can play tomorrow you get 90 minutes against Villa tomorrow that'll set you up for what's to come yeah and the, the thing that's interesting about it though is the Strasbourg game was locked in they told tickets for it mm-hmm. you know they, they, even if they'd wanted to they couldn't pull that game from the fixtures they only added this one the other week yeah. so they're obviously they obviously see a real benefit to it there's obviously a clear plan in place um, but obviously we're not we're not privy to that as such because it did last feel. season as well yeah. they actually played a game after an hour to the day after um, you know so it's clearly something they, they look at yeah. and um, 
you know, for me, I, 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 even on that Strasbourg game, like I know it was very disappointing for some supporters who maybe come over from abroad and it's their only chance to be at Anfield this season to see such a weak side. But from a purely preparation point of view, it's much better that those players were there playing that game, getting that experience rather than sitting there arse on a Sunday. And as you said, I was a bit miffed at the time, but you know, if if Joss is fit, he's probably in that. Yeah. He's in there. Oxford Chamberlain's in there. You're looking at well, Curtis Jones, Kate, Kater, 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 a few. Might even have taken a few more Sina risks on the likes of a Nunes who played half an hour if there weren't so many yeah, other injuries. I think that's, you know? yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, the, the other one you mentioned his name there is Darwin Nunes, Bobby Firmino. I'm absolutely content to see Darwin Nunes used as an impact, 30 minute impact sub for the next for the rest of this month if needs be. Andy, he's, he's He's got off the mark. It's taken the pressure off him in a big way. But I, I think Liverpool need to just need to preface, particularly in August, getting the points on the board. And and I think the dynamism that comes with understanding and what Bobby Firmino brings for me anyway is why I I feel we'll probably see more minutes on the pitch for Bobby. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Dan Darwin Nunes in the next in the next few weeks. I've always said that I, th- I thought Firmino would have a massive part to play at the start of this season while Nunes sort of came in and like you think back to the likes of Robertson and Fabinho when they came in and they took yeah. like a couple of months mm. to really get used to the, the physical demands of playing in a Jurgen Klopp side and to be honest I think we could have done the same with Thiago because I think he took a little while to get used to the, the pace of the play and obviously playing the Pep Guardiola side for all his life before that it was a massive change but there will be the temptation with the, the fee and the expectation on Nunes from the supporters but I think from Klopp's point of view you'll see this is very much a six-year plan with Nunes and beyond you know yeah. it's six years until we realistically expect him to be in his prime and that's a scary proposition given what we've seen so far yeah that said the impact he has on a game when he's playing and I think we're gonna have to get used to it with Nunes like when Firmino is a bad game he can maybe have half an hour where you literally don't even notice him or his touch is a little bit off or he can get you know caught in, in a press or whatever when Nunes is gonna is having a bad game he's gonna be so bad because he's so <laughs> it's gonna be so big. in your face yeah, yeah, yeah but at the same time you know that that may get people trolling social media or whatever but it's better for us that yeah. he's always involved we have to stop him for this don't we we've seen that it's it, it's so obviously gonna happen you know the Darwin Nunes Erling Haaland thing that's already pretty <laughs> oh, tiresome like uh, it's going to be a thing and every time he has a game when he has a bad touch or whatever and he doesn't score it's going to be under extra scrutiny and that kind of is my point on this there's just no there's no need to rush him in at, at any point he will benefit strikers will benefit from goals and the confidence the goals mm-hmm. gives them Fulham are going to be used to having uh, defending against a big fella who can be a handful. They've got one. He scored loads of goals when they yeah. train with him every single week in Mitrovic. So I, I, I just think it does benefit Nunes at the moment to be that 30 minutes where it's a bit ragged. Maybe mm. they've decided they've got to go and chase something. Yeah. Christ, even if we're doing a break glass solution and we just want to change up what we're doing, mm. that's that's where they feel he, he, he's probably most useful not to say I wouldn't be absolutely made up to see him start. No, there's definitely a temptation, isn't there, even from a fan perspective, to just say, go on then. Like, yeah. you're boss, you're, yeah. you cost X amount of money, go and do it. But I think, in the cold light of day, I think I agree. And I, I really agree with your point in terms of how the game might pan out. I think there's an argument to say we could have loads of space in the second half, and that's when he'll really thrive. Because Bobby's kind of earned that space for him by doing all his brilliant work yeah. previously. And I think the same could be said for Harvey Elliott as well. I think when we maybe wrestle control of the match later on, he comes on and we start to dictate, and then Nunes benefits on the back. So there's really good points there. But yeah, it's an interesting one. There is definitely a temptation, but you're dead right. We're going to see the compilations. We're going to see. It's almost going to be make watching him almost half difficult because you know the minute a touch goes awry or a shot we just think oh I don't want to see that again later you know what I mean but we know what we've bought we know what he's about he looks absolutely brilliant to me so give him a bit of time let him settle I think he's going to be brilliant 
I think as well we've talked a little bit about Firmino versus um, Firmino versus Nunes in the context of like the first month as a whole. But I think for this specific game, I think Fulham still have that guy Tim Ream at centre half. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many games he's going to play last season. But he played every game last season. He's 34. Yeah. He's not having a very good time of it in the American national team. I don't think he was brilliant last season. I could be wrong on that. But if you sort of think about from a game plan point of view, Firmino buzzing around, keeping mm-hmm. him moving, and then Nunes to come the, on the and, and exploit the, the spaces exactly the battering ram. Yeah, I think that probably will be what he'd go for but it must be tempting to go for Nunes yeah, no, I, I said this I think it might have been on the podcast but there's a, for me Darwin Nunes is 60-30s but you can flip it but it depends on your opponents and I think there's probably and, and this is why Fulham might be you know it, it, this how they play will be important to this because I think there's going to be games where the game will start open and end up really mm-hmm. tight and congested and defensive. And in that regard, you need your skillful, wonderful touch visionaries to come in. But they don't need pace, they just need guile. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Elliott and, and Firmino come alive in those situations where there's like 10 men behind the ball, yeah. 11 men behind, and you've got, a, you've got small pockets of space to work in. That's when you need your technical lads. But you can soften them up in preparation for that by having your battering ram on for the yeah. first 60 minutes. The flip reverse is like we saw against Manchester City is when it's going to be an open game. You use your technical players to drive them up the wall and run them down, and then you bring the big fella on at the end when the game opens up a little bit more and he's got loads more space to work in. So, yeah, plenty of options there. And again... It's the fact that it could be the plan B we've been clamouring for all the way back to the days of Andy Carroll uh, and before that when Everton were doing it with Duncan Ferguson and was going oh that looks quite good just throw a big lad on at the a end plan B has never been anything other than a big lad by the yeah, way yeah, like it's yeah, always even cool <laughs> yeah. Andy Carroll Vicky Lambert any yeah, one of them 100% uh, right uh, it's better made time it's up to the lads now to pick their team that they think is going to be able to beat me uh, Chris uh, and Steve on this one in fact Tom do we have this do we have those the lads teams Cool. Let's have a quick look at what they um, what what they've done actually, um, and we'll, while you just get yourselves prepared and ready. So Steve has gone for uh, Allison Trent as his vice, Andy Robertson, Fabinho, um, Solomon, Mohamed Salah, and Luis Diaz as his side. Chrissy Page, I'm very happy. Chris Page out there. <laughs> Allison, Trent, Robbo, Thiago, uh, Joao, Paulinha. Mm. Never heard of him. Um, Salah and Diaz as captain and vice captain up there as well. And then yeah, I've mistake <laughs> made a huge mistake in putting the injured Harry Wilson in, which I will be rectifying before kickoff. Um, and yeah, I've gone Salah and Trent as me captain and vice captain. So just to spell it out for people, and I, I, obviously I'm new to this, despite my practice and my, my stellar win of over the Redmen team last week, uh, a couple of things. So if you think, obviously, you need to be over 18 to be involved for a start. You can get the app by either using the scan of the QR code on screen. If you're on YouTube, you can use the link in the description, or you can get it through your app. We'll give you the code you can use as well in a moment. There's always a winner. There'll be 40 winners from this very first pot. And the rules are, as well as regular goals, assists, clean, cheap points you also get points for tackles and interceptions so the likes of Fabinho might become more valuable mm. than in regular fantasy the seven starters and four subs squads must have two goalkeepers one to start one sub three defenders two start one sub three midfielders three forwards again two starts one subs for all of them subs are done automatically if someone doesn't start um, double points for your captain 1.5 for your vice uh, and then obviously that goes down the pecking order so your vice becomes your captain if your captain doesn't play but there's nothing underneath that but you can make changes up till the final five minutes um, leading up to it you can only have a maximum of six players from one team and this is where the challenge comes this is why I've got an injured Harry Wilson in my team ladies and gentlemen Um, so we'll go through that you've got to have one opposition player starting is basically what that is Uh, and all the stats are powered by Opta Uh, I know one one as well Betmates are a Liverpool based company which is one of the reasons why we were so keen to work with them we love to support local industry uh, and people doing doing a good thing in and around the city so yeah, uh, bet mate. Right, lads, feel like you got your head around all this? Yeah, good to go. Good to go. Go on, let's. So, is is the goal the goalkeeper? Are we gonna be we're gonna be brave and go straight for? It's Allison. It has to be an easy one. Yeah. I think it's Allison. Although you know, save points coming through with Leno. You know, if he concedes a it's couple, a couple. But uh, no, that's not happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. leave it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Shall we put Leno on the bench then? Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. even on there yet because I don't think he's signed oh, yet. He's so, not fully uh, signed yeah, yet. Yeah, so right. maybe we'll keep keep yeah. an eye on that. If you want to add Leno, keep an eye. Yeah, right, I'd go add Van just in case what we spoke about. Well, you can't. Yeah. Don't waste ads down because you can't. You can't have too many Liverpool players. No, you could do that. Oh, that's a, look, it's a legitimate tactic. Because you're right, that's just a good point. If Alisson doesn't make it, it means yeah. you will automatically end up if you've got you out of the full and keep it on your bench. Mm. I, I'd rather that, personally. 
Oh, tell you what, on, let's, re- let's revisit it. Let's go for your two. Let's go yeah. for your two I defenders. Think there's a gang of shit houses there to be honest. Celtics for the play. Come on. <laughs> so look, is there any world where you're not picking Trent and Andy Robertson no. as your defenders? Yes. Oh um, wow. Explain the world to me again. You're bigger than me, I think. Um, we need to get a fulling player in our starting eleven somewhere, and the fella at left back, Anthony Robinson's really like, had yeah, a yeah. really really good year. So okay. you, I'm just putting the feelers out there. You okay. know, so you look, you definitely picking Trent, mm. or you definitely picking Robbo, or you if you pick an eleven, picking Trent. I think. Put, let's yeah, bang yeah. Trent in, definitely right. Trent. And then you can you can try and make a case to Dan why you're not putting Andy Robertson this in. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> so so this full well, of Dan's just told me thanks Mitrovic is shit. So uh, you yeah. know. Are we going to put him up front? Who on earth are we going to have in there? If we my, don't have mine, him? Mine's Jal Paulinia. Okay. My Fulham. Is he not a defensive mid? That, well, I suppose. And he's got the. It, yeah, he's got a lot of work on interceptions and tackling. A lot. Of, and I think with defenders, Fulham are pretty much going to concede. So there's minus points in there. Yeah. I don't think Fulham are going to score. So uh-huh. there's not a lot in it for attackers. A midfield is your middle ground, quite literally. L- should, okay. should we put Salah in as captain? Because I think that's quite obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is okay. he down as an attacker? Oh, was he, was he forward? forward? Right, yeah. okay. Oh, so we need to get him in. Okay. Can we change the captain from it? Uh, yeah, change yeah. the captain once he's yeah. in. Yeah. Signed. Okay. Well, there's Salah in there. So Allison, Trent, and Salah locked in. Mm. The other forward, I wonder, is it worth. Because like, we, we both don't think Nunez is probably going to no. start, but is 30 minutes of Nunez against a tired Fulham more lucrative <gasps> than 60 minutes of Firmino? Do you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay. I'll go with that. And he might also start, so you get the best of both worlds. He might also start, yeah, as well. But, you know, you can easily see Nunez coming off the bench and scoring twice in that game. Yeah, okay. You know, okay, so we've we've two more. Who's your Liverpool midfielder? So, really, I think we're looking at Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago. Mm -hmm. That'd be my... Yeah, I think that'll be the starting three. Obviously, there's there's points for these interceptions and different things. Do you see Fabinho having much work on, though? Well, that's true. But then, I suppose, like, pressing high up the pitch, he's always kind of that first one in the midfield to go and... You really want Palinia, don't you? It's going to come to blows as we go through the we season did here. This. We did predict this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want Palinia, and I'd also go for a more creative, probably Thiago. I think probably where I'll give you Palinia is that the three Liverpool midfielders aren't particularly, you know, they're not going to get loads of goals and assists yeah. throughout the season, probably not in this game, I don't think. So do we really want two Liverpool midfielders or do we need two Liverpool midfielders in there? I'm happy to go with that. And you think Thiago? I think, I'm happy to be wrong, but I think Thiago. I think he's the most likely. R.I.P. Anthony Robinson. I'll tell you what, see if he comes up with the, the goods on Saturday. <laughs> I'm right on the front door. Right. <laughs> Can't even find him. Hold on. So uh, we'll go with Thiago. Thiago. Eventually, when, we find, when, yeah, you, when you're located problem. there, he is Thiago. Right now, you need to fill your bench out. So you've got four subs and one, more and one defender. Yeah. So we're um, going to go Andy Robbo. Or you go, Robbo, or Robbo you can, yeah. Look, you can put an extra Fulham player in because in if you use all your Liverpool picks in your 11, that means you have to fill the bench out with Fulham mm. players. Is, is That's fine. They don't count for points, do they? No, but if for any reason someone doesn't start, you bring it in. I think we go Robertson probably. And Robertson. Yeah. yeah, Robertson. And then, so we need a keeper on the bench. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have to go for, I guess, Rodax. <laughs> It'll be Leno, yeah, okay. won't it? So we'll go okay. for that. Okay. Is this defender, midfielder, attacker on the bench? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look. No questions asked. <laughs> Did you get Robinson? You got Robinson in. Get in. First, I really hope somebody doesn't start here, by the way, so I can, yeah. I can get yeah. those points in. <laughs> <laughs> I love the look of like that's like what's he doing? I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, know it. I thought he got team meme, team meme in there to be honest. Um, cool. Henderson, Henderson. No, we, we, we can't, we've, we've, it has to be Fulham. So here Fulham. is it, here is the challenge of the game. You've you've used your the entire allotted amount of Liverpool right, players okay. for this, so it's about testing your knowledge, a little bit of extra football knowledge of who yeah. else is there is going to basically pad your team out. Pereira had a good loan last season. In Brazil. From Manchester United player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Um, Anthony Knockhart. Does he play? Don't mind. Tom Kearney, I don't mind. We're, we're, mm. we're, we're padding it out. You're yeah. padding it out. Like, yeah. Come on. Let's just, let's just, let's just get... It won't be Harry Wilson. We know that. Well, listen, Dan, <laughs> given that given the Andy stole straight in with the <laughs> yeah. last pick, you pick who you want for this one. Yeah. Um, I like Josh Onimo as well, to be fair. But we'll get... Oh, he's new. I like him. Solomon. Okay. And then one more. Who's our back? Put Mitrovic on the bench. Yeah, yeah, be foolish not to, really, wouldn't yeah, it? Would be really Absolutely. Good. Right, and now pick your captain and your vice captain as well. So click on the player. Salah. 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 And then I think Trent. Captain. captain. Yeah. yeah, agreed. And then Trent. Trent Vice. Yeah. 
Easy. As easy is that? What do we think on the team that the boys have put up there? Um, I think that's that's got a very, 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 very strong chance. Um, right, sounds. Uh, yeah, get involved. If you're watching on YouTube, the QR code's on the screen. You can scan it. You can uh, you can get involved using the, the link in the description underneath, or you can download it from the App Store. But as mentioned, um, as well, because you guys are awesome and you're part of the whole Red Men crew and being involved with us, if you use the referral code Red Men Five, so R E D M E N, all caps, and the number five. Five. As you sign up, uh, you will get. Uh, you can join the five pound full investors Liverpool pot. Make your selection, and you'll be credited with a five pound free bet to use at your leisure as well. So yeah, do get involved with all that. We'll be putting the league up, and we'll be having a running tally to see how me, Chris, and Steve get on against the collective wisdom of our Redman guests throughout the season. Big. It's huge, big, guys. Huge. It's very big indeed. Uh, yeah, obviously, make sure with all of these things that please be gamble aware. If you're under 18, don't get involved with this stuff. And if you've got any issues around things like gambling and stuff, then do stick it. It's all meant to be a little bit of fun um, and it's meant to add to the experience, not detract from anything in your life. Uh, we're having fun with it. We're going to be getting involved and hopefully you can get involved with us too as the season progresses. Right, let's pick an actual 11 for the weekend then. If fit. Allison in goal, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Yeah. Sandy Robertson at left back, mm-hmm. Trent at right back. Mm-hmm. We'll presume the Canate is going to miss out, and I don't think he'd be risked even if there was a slight doubt. So no. Virgil and Matip. Yeah, I think it would be Matip anyway. I think well, just to say on that, but yeah, definitely. Okie dokie. Um, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson. Yeah. Okay. No shelf for Naby, maybe just just to get him up and running. No, I don't think so. No, I prefer Henderson on the right. Just for what he gives us, I think. You know. I don't think we've seen enough of Naby anyway in pre-season, to be honest, in terms of yeah. minutes. I don't think he's played the minutes required to start this game, quite yeah. frankly. No, it's an interesting point. And then, I guess, is it just, are we, are we just going with the same front three again? So we're going to go Bobby Firmino? Yeah. So to start, yeah. Diaz. And Salah. Salah. And Salah. Yeah. yeah. And, and on that point, Andy kind of touched on it earlier. I think we'll see quite a lot of that throughout the month, um, certainly to get Nunes mm-hmm. acclimatised, if you like. And what I do think, I think it'll really help Firmino over the long run. I know we had Jota at times last year, but Firmino needs someone who can rotate with him a lot because the more we get out of Firmino, the better. Similar with Thiago in many ways. If yeah. we can get him off the pitch, it's almost as crucial as getting him on it. Yes. As yeah. ridiculous as that sounds, because he's so integral to what we do in the long run that getting him off and getting Nunes on and vice versa will be really important yeah no I think that's a really good shout let's have a little look at the um, at the other Premier League fixtures of the weekend then because it is back starts Friday night 8pm kickoff. Crystal Palace host Arsenal that has got Brentford Arsenal written all yeah, over yeah. it again just like I last I swear season. that fixture's never been played in daylight by the way <laughs> Crystal Palace Arsenal <laughs> a few of them refuse to believe they're all vampires that's fascinating one because I've got a really good feeling about Arsenal this season but they're the kind of team that could probably do with getting a good start just for the just for the vibes you know mm. as much as anything else but obviously I think they, they, they lose the first three games of the season and they went on a 10 game unbeaten run I think they followed it yeah. which is where their, their season was kind of formed and then fell off a little bit toward the toward the back end of course but I, I do think they'll be better this season but Crystal Palace away is in we don't really know where they're at but I just you know there's no reason why they can't have an even better season than they had last year as well what we're thinking yeah, I think Crystal Palace are like weirdly one of those teams that seem to be always in bad form, but never in relegation trouble. Yes. Like I swear they edit the league table. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, after yeah. It. But no, it is it is a horrible game. And like Friday night as well, first game of the season, the atmosphere will be that little bit more intense. And especially, I think Palace fans are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. By the way, I love when they come down to Anfield because they're, they seem to be the only team that don't do the the, the nonsense Stop, about poverty in Liverpool yeah. and blah 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 all that. They just think about their own team. I remember them giving Gerrard a great reception on his last home game as well. So you know, I, I really really rate their fans. Um, obviously, I'm not sure. I haven't really seen their transfer business, but they've lost Gallagher from last year, which would be a big blow. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go for them this I think season. He's not going for them. Eze is now properly back, mm-hmm. properly fit. He's due a good season, I think, as well. They've got, they've just got so much. What, what I noticed about, about playing against them last season was just they've got a lot, a lot of lads who do very similar things. Which, like we talk about, that bench options means that you can kind of carry on doing what you're doing, with the exception being like to the point where Ayu and Benteke are. A starting to stand out as being a little bit different mm. from that but they, they can afford to make a few changes and keep going I think it's going to be really exciting I think if Arsenal game. win that 
that's a crucial, crucial win. Away from home, tricky fixture. The type of game Arsenal would seemingly always lose in the definitely. first day for the last yeah, 20 definitely. years, it feels like. Yeah. I think it'll be a massive result. It's for interesting how many of those teams uh, like the, who, who are looking for a good season here, looking for it to be Champions League contenders, all start with trickier ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're the half 12 kickoff, second game of the season, half 12 on the Saturday as, as travelling to Fulham. You're then looking at obviously Villa go to, Villa go to Bournemouth. That'll be a good test for Villa early doors to see where they're at. Newcastle versus Forest is like new money versus old money kind of stuff. Yeah. There's something there's an interest in there. I think it's whether because there's two like teams that I think are quite likable in their own way. I think if you're a bit older like us, you know, it's you remember them being a being a proper team. Obviously, they've been in the wilderness for 20 years, mm. so it's hard. To, it's hard to remember that. But I do remember running around me me back garden in the 90s being. Stan Collymore and Steve Stone and all that kind of stuff, and they were when they were a, they were a half decent team. Newcastle, the people loathe Newcastle yet, probably not. So there's an interesting there's an interesting narrative running there. Um, Tottenham, Southampton, they've probably got on paper probably the best easiest start to the I'd season. So. Really, I fear as much as I fear for Southampton. I feel like Southampton are in big trouble this season. Yeah. Right now, I really do. Yeah, I think if you look at those three o'clock fixtures, by the way, like, and I always watch, I always stream a game at three o'clock in the first game of the season just because I'm excited for it. And I think Forest, Newcastle's definitely the best one there. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Leeds host Wolves. Chelsea travel to Everton. Now, Everton, I, I think, are in deep shit this season. Like, massive deep shit. I don't see anything that they've done. Okay, um, Ghana come and will come back, and mm-hmm. I think that will help the midfield a little bit. But I don't see anything that significantly says they're going to be miles above where they were. But Chelsea are also in a weird, weird place. Yeah. If Everton can carry that optimism, you know, and the noise and all the stuff they were generating at the back end of the season, Dan. Mm. The- they could make that a bear pit which they very rarely do when we expect them to but yeah. they might be able to do that if they, and that could help it, Everton yeah, it'll, it'll be difficult to carry it because there's obviously so much riding on the back end of last season like that emotion was was very real whereas now clean slate if you like it'd be difficult to almost generate that same atmosphere I'm sure they'll try they'll have to try but I agree with you I think the business they've done doesn't particularly fill me if anything they've got slightly worse you'd have to say because they've lost a talisman I didn't like him but I think he's massively overrated and Calvert-Lewin and the Calvert-Lewin thing leading up to this game looking at the fixes I thought with Chelsea being in such a weird place right now I thought Everton could get something there that Cavalier injury might just change by because Rondon suspended as well, so they literally <laughs> have Marnie no. Is still kicking around. They have no striker. They have no striker. For yeah, yeah. So. Did they finally got rid of Tosin. <laughs> I think they just did this year. The ass is still banned for diving. I think they're still going on about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think for, for that game, I think what you could see is quite a good game of football actually. But I could, I think you'll see a false result for one of the teams. I think whoever's going to win that yes, game, I agree, yeah. um, is going to get really excited, and I think it's going to be false hope because I think both are in for a poor season. I think. That's a really good point. Uh, yeah, that's the half five on the Saturday. 2 p.m. kickoffs on Sunday. Leicester host Brentford. I mean, but people are tipping Brentford to go down. I don't think enough people are talking about how Leicester are a bit shit all of a sudden as well. Yeah, you know, know, you know they, they're going through a bit of churn, a bit of turmoil, not buying. I think I said this on a couple of places now, but I think Brendan's done all he's going to do with them. They're not getting into the top four. You know, he's had two. He had two seasons where it was right there for mm-hmm. him. If you can't get top four there with the players that he had at the time, I don't see. It. They'd have to be a major surprise package. So, yeah. again, I don't know whether this. It's not going to definitively tell you how the season's going to go, but. I think Leicester are going to be shit this yeah, season. Yeah, there was noises from Brendan Rodgers himself last season about he wasn't particularly pleased as well. And not only that, not only the players and the squad they had, the position they were in to get the top four. If you didn't get it then, you probably that ship's probably sailed, quite yeah. frankly, hasn't it? And like you say, they've done no business. James Madison's linked with a move away. Key player for them. So it's not great down there. Just random notes and not really related to anything, but having done, gone over to Thailand for the preseason game, like they are doing everything in their power to market that football club over there because, yeah. of, because of the ownership. But like the airport, every sports shop in the airport has got a Leicester City set. I was like, LCFC, like, how's LCFC? Is this some like like local side? No, that's the Leicester that's City it. section in the uh, in, in, in every every sports shop. Um, never mind, they might need to sell a few more shirts if they're, mm. uh, they're going to drag themselves out of it this season. Man United host Brighton. I, I, this has got all the hallmarks of a, a false Manchester United thing. You know, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo's nowhere near this game, then I think they've got a better chance of winning it than if he's even in the stadium. I think that will detract from it. They'll have a big, they'll have a good vibe, good feelings, all people back in Old Trafford, new manager, Um but I don't think it, yeah. It, um, is it Brighton a good team? Brighton could shock them, I guess. 
I think, yeah, Brighton are the sort of team where, you know, there's always a lot of hype over Manchester United. They've obviously got the new manager in, but at the start of every season, of ever since Ferguson, there's been hype over it. And a couple of times it's been like, I think Swansea beat them at the first day one year. Yeah. Um, and it's always that little exciting, you know, Is underdog. Is that a Me Too game? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I think it was the game after. Uh, Dan James game for living. It could have been, actually, game. yeah. It could have been. But uh, what I'm saying is, you know, I think it was last year, it was Palace. It's that exciting, you know, pacey team yeah. um, playing good football. And I think Brighton fit into that. And, you know, quietly, Potter's been there quite a while now. He's had a lot of plaudits, but I think he finishes very high in the end last season. Obviously, Evans kind of bunched in the middle. So, you know, that could be interesting there. I think I think Brighton could get something. And, you know, with Leicester, Rodgers really went for the nuclear option in the middle of last season. Didn't really get a reaction. So I think he's a good <laughs> bet for first manager sacked. But, yeah, I think both those games are gonna, aren't going to be brilliant watches. Get yourself down to Liverpool women. They're playing Sunday 2 o'clock. Quality. <laughs> um, Sunday half for West Ham host Man City. That is a twat of a game for City to start their campaign with. Um, they'll win, because they will, probably, possibly. But also, I remember us driving back, me kissing Tom oh. in the car, driving back, and they went, when it, West Ham managed to get, a, get, get the points at the back end of the season. I don't know where West Ham are at. If they can just pick up where they left off, then they could well cause bit of an upset here 100% yeah I, I don't really know where West Ham are at either they've had a quite quiet window I suppose they obviously got Sukamakovin from Sassuolo um, and they are after more players now but if they can pick up where they left off then that's a real I don't even want to use the word upset because it's not a massive upset really mm. it's a half a shock on the cards there which obviously be a perfect start for us if that was to be the case so let's hope yeah, absolutely. And, that, and this is what we're the good thing about this is this is one thing about playing early and the end Liverpool. If we can just get that three points all tucked up, we can just enjoy the opening weekend of the season. You get to watch match of the day on the mm. Saturday, you get to chill out, you get to watch sit down, watch Super Sunday. And it doesn't matter this early whether City win or not, because it's the first game of the season. Yeah. It's when they keep winning in fucking March is yeah. when it when it's so demoralising or, or when you put a lead down. There's a there's a good chance here that, that that West Ham might be able to do something. So you know we're playing Liverpool on on half twelve are playing for our overriding enjoyment. And City and West Ham have the ability to really cap off a wonderful weekend of football if it goes that way. Absolutely, and I think it's the first time. Well. For, for, it felt like 80% of the games last season certainly in the first part of the season Man City played before us it was always us chasing yeah. it was always them putting the pressure on us and then it actually got to the point where we could actually get a little bit of a head start on them and we talked about how maybe Klopp and Pep Linders wouldn't be too happy about the fact that we've got a four week preseason instead of a six they've had pretty much a two week yeah. preseason you know because Pep Guardiola like kind of Wenger did remember when Wenger used to get, always give the players four weeks off and therefore they'd always be playing like basically reserve teams in the first games they'd always have a poor start to the season Guardiola has a same sort of principles mm-hmm. um, and you always see them start the season quite poorly so I think it's really important even in the season the Covid season where they run away with the league they're really patchy towards the start of the season if we'd have put the foot down mm. and got a, a little bit of a lead up like we do the season we win the league yeah. even last season well, Liverpool, there was opportunity Liverpool are top until the wheels yeah. fall off yeah. they got hammered by Leicester as well in the early doors they, they did yeah they got beat yeah. by Spurs last year yeah. um, you know so if we can really you know, put the foot down on that I remember last year when we drew 2-2 with Brighton they lost to Southampton on the same day and we were still two points ahead of them if we can get that five point gap which it feels like we haven't had in a season where we haven't won the league yeah. that could be crucial yeah 100% agree on that um, Lachill sends a super chat in uh, two pounds says, the quintuple is on my mates um, <laughs> yeah why not started have we well yeah why not why not um, I did see someone ask me in like one of the, the, the comments uh, obviously trying to be a bit of a snarky prick was saying like oh, after the charity shield when's the parade and I like, May <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when that's when you know, that's when you'll see the fifty p come out. Yeah. Like I mean, City fans paraded it. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah, they were formidables. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Um, I genuinely, I'd, I'd, I didn't know that was a thing until I was on one of the lab Bible videos. I think and the guy <laughs> Steve mentioned it, and I'd like, I was like, wow. It was like when I first heard that the Manx called the uh, Juan Mata game the Juan Field. Juan Field, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard that. Chris Stanbul, yeah, of course, Chris Stanbul permanently burned into our psyches. But yeah, that was a that was definitely. A thing, um, right? Okay, cool. Um, score prediction: Fulham versus Liverpool. Dan Club, what are you going? Three nil Liverpool. Three nil Liverpool. Four nil Liverpool. Just because, why not? Optimism. Carvalho to come off the bench and add the fourth later on. Does he, he celebrate? Like 
No, he won't. No, no, no. I'm in Harvey. He'll be very, very, very respectful and nod. But deep down inside, they'll be going, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I reckon it could be one of those. If you ever see like two players who played for the same club and one scores and he's really like low key, mm-hmm. but the others, the others behind yeah. is, is, is like, Elliot. like Elliot. Remember, <laughs> how will Elliot handle that, by the way? Yeah. Because he's such a massive Liverpool fan, but he exactly. wants to, he's a nice guy and wants to be respectful. He'll, he might burst into flame or something <laughs> if he has to hide his, hide his pride. I remember there was a game where we played Swansea and it was John Joe Shelby's first game back. And he scored and got an assist. And when he scored, he put the hands up and didn't celebrate. When he got an assist, he almost lit a flare on the pitch. Like he was going absolutely mental. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is what it is. I just, just. I mean, I get it. If you, if you've got the wherewithal to be respectful of that bit, but if you don't, don't not get swept up in the emotion of the yeah, game. First goal for Liverpool, that bit. Well, obviously, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's let's hope. But yeah, let me know your score predictions in the comments. The start eleven prediction show will be going out later. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that one. Leave us your elevens and. Of course, do get involved with Betmates as well if you want to and if you can. Uh, but yeah, we'll be continuing that throughout uh, their Premier League season. All the batch build-ups for the Premier League will have that on. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to basically proving that I know football better than everyone who comes in this building. Simple as that. Uh, right, gents, <laughs> thank you so much uh, to Andy, to Dan, uh, to you guys watching or listening at home as well. If you've got more content from us, we've got a whole host of extra shows and podcasts over on Red Men Plus. The Around the League show, uh, hosted by Chloe and by Ross, was doing the season predictions, how they think the whole Premier League is going to pan out. I've just done Jano Insight with Neil Jones, looking into the contract situations of a couple of players, the futures of Nat Phillips, uh, some injury updates and a whole host of other things as well. That show is every week during the season get closer to what's going on behind the scenes uh, with the insight from Neil Jones we've got a debate show where we looked at the winners and losers from Liverpool's squad in pre-season as well who came out on top and who's got a lot more work to do uh, that is all streaming right now over on Redman Plus and we've got one interview in the diary massive next week um, I'm not going to go I don't want to go too heavy on it now in case it comes undone for whatever reason because you know these things can come undone but honestly boss time to sign up to Redmen a world exclusive interview coming up uh, next week it's me and someone who uh, let's just say his name's been mentioned a few times today um, <laughs> right so, um, right. tune in for more from us we'll be back hmm. with the watch along at the weekend hope to see it all there have a boss brand new Premier League season we'll see you all soon Ta-da. Thank you for tuning in. If you want more Redmen TV content in your life, head over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Uh, you can get access to a whole host of other content, including interviews, documentaries, free and post-match content. As well, if you join us at Club Legends, you will also get perks such as free merch, discount on merch, tickets to live shows, and much, much more. Head over to Redmen Plus now. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.